Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. You know, I hate to say this, but this is probably the second to last episode of the Glorio Chat for 2022. We're already the rapidly, episode. rapidly approaching the end of the that. year. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's that's what we're we're looking at. Pretty soon, we're going to have to start naming our anime of the year and all that. So everybody, start thinking about that now. But um, hmm. in the meantime, Pop Team Epic <laughs> wins Anime of the Year 2022. Yeah. God, which like, I I mean, we were, we were I think we were discussing this. What is the real possibility that Birdie Wing is the Anime of the Year in 2022? But non-zero. Congratulations to Akiba Made War for winning <laughs> Anime of the Year 2022. But, but Bochi the Rock, uh, Anime of the Year uh, 20. No, anyway. All of all of all of that happening this season, so maybe this is a good season. I don't know, but uh, yeah, we do have our, of course, currently airing anime to talk about, and to do that, I'll introduce everybody. I'm Jell, joined by Iro. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Joined, joined by G. What's good, everybody? And we have Peter. They let me back on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we fi- we finally got you back on, Peter. After I have to give old... you a few chances to reduce your sentence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, make of that what you will. But uh, yeah, uh, glad to have you on. And uh, yeah, we got anime to talk about as usual. And Peter, since you're here, I thought we'd talk about a couple things you've had going on. Uh, for example, we you, if you go to theglorioblog.com right now, you can read about your trip to uh, Scotland Loves Animation 2022. Uh, yeah. How, how, was, uh, how was that? That's basically like a, it's like a movie festival thing, right? Yeah. So um, in, uh, in Scotland, um, every, uh, every October, there is um, the, a film festival where there's a bunch of... Uh, uh, European, sometimes um, uh, sometimes world premieres. <laughs> like there was a world premiere this year, uh, which is kind of a big deal. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's all bunch of anime films. Um, they have like uh, a weekend in Glasgow, um, so Friday to Sunday, and then they have Monday to the following Sunday um, in Edinburgh, and they show like. A, during the week, one film a day. Then the weekend is like four films a day. It's loads. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, the, uh, I went with um, uh, Colons and Yuri, who, um, uh, yeah, we watched a bunch of films. Uh, I didn't watch Penguin Drum because I don't like Penguin Drum, um, but uh, uh, but Yuri went to see that, and um, but I, I saw pretty much everything uh, else. <laughs> I'll mention I love Penguin Drum and I probably wouldn't watch the movie, so <laughs> I can't blame you. But yeah, um, I, I I feel like the big deal was um, uh, Garden of Remembrance, which is a uh, like a twenty minute long short film um, that um, Yamada Naoko uh, put together. Okay, 
Um, and that was the world premiere, so there was like a press and a bunch of stuff going on. Not her then, second thing with Science Star, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and Young Choi was also there. Um, okay. But um, like, yeah, it was kind of like a whole whole thing. That's um, cool. And uh, and yeah, it was a twenty minute long film, and then there was like an an hour and a half long Q and A. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a, an unusual experience. Um, I'm hoping that more people will be able to see it because it's, 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 it's pretty cool. Um, uh, and yeah, um, uh, and then like immediately after that was, um, Evangelion. So sure. Yep. All right. Sure. Why not? Um, what was your, what was your favorite out of all of them? Uh, so um, oh, I, sh- I should add that there is a um, there's two awards that the film festival gives out. There's a judges award and an audience award. Okay. So okay. The judges award is um, a group of people in anime industry uh, will watch all of the films and then debate on which one gets an award, and they have to all they have to have a unanimous vote on it and all that. Okay. Uh, and then the audience award, people vote on a web form after each film. Um, uh, but only, there's only certain only films that are some form of premiere are eligible. Mm. And oh, okay, so, so you can't. One, right, I did. Re- I did read the post where you said. Right, you would. You yeah, would have. Yeah. So you couldn't vote for. Um, uh, you couldn't vote for uh, Penguin Drum, I believe, or Seven Days War, and because like they were shown somewhere else right. uh, before, Ava, like presumably, because yeah. it's online already. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Goodbye Nunglees won both awards, okay. and my favorite film was not one of the ones that was eligible for an award. <laughs> uh, it's a film called Seven Days War, which uh, was just a really good film that is, it, like, imagine, like, Home Alone, but anime, and instead of, like, just petty thieves, it's immigration police. Um, <laughs> nice. Get them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll swing a brick on a cable so that clocks ice in the face and breaks <laughs> their nose. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The high, yeah. Highly recommended watching the film. It is very, very good. All right. That sounds, uh, that sounds pretty good. So, yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, it sounds like a fun time, you know, regardless of the whether the movies are good or not, just like kind of a event to go to right but yeah um, i mean it's good to chill with like because people like travel up to scotland from all over the country and some people fly in as well because obviously these are like first time you see a lot of these films outside japan in a lot of cases and right uh, uh, and it's pretty good to chill either between films or uh before or after uh, particularly earlier in the week when there's nothing happening during the week so i just took a whole week off work and just mm-hmm. just chilled with people yeah. nice well you, like I said, you can go to our site and read the, the post with uh, some of Peter's opinions and the rest of the crew on there. And you can check that out. But uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds fun. If you're a fan of uh, Mario Kutta, uh I apologize, but she sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I well, would not she, describe myself as a fan of Mario Kutta. She, she, get, she gets mixed reviews across the, uh, the Glorio crew, for sure. Uh, yeah. I'm, to this I have, day, we still debate... Who to blame for Iron-Blooded Orphans? <laughs> and Mario Kata is certainly one of the suspects. I have I I have mixed feelings about her myself, so yeah, understandable. But uh, yeah, 
The other thing we wanted to mention while you're here, Peter, says this seems to be a thing now. Whoever we have on, if they have shows that they're not they're not normally talking about, we got to bring them up. But uh, you mentioned you're watching. Uh, I'm I'm the villainous, so I'm taming the final boss. Yeah. Which okay. is this the my 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 main question on this is this the heterosexual version of the uh, the other villainous show the. Uh, Oh yeah, Paul yeah. The Doom one. <laughs> it is. It is. It is super straight. Um, uh, almost to its detriment in some cases. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I. I'm enjoying it. Um, although that being said, <laughs> shortly prior to like this this recording, I caught up with uh, three episodes because I was a bit behind on it, and. Um, it's taken a turn that I don't think I'm super fond of, but hmm. I, I don't know. It's, so it's, it's it's doing something that feels like a, a a trope in a lot of shows, but at the same hmm. time, there's like extra stuff going so, on. Not knowing, I not knowing anything about this will attempt to give a plot summary of the show based on its title. <laughs> I assume the main character falls into their favorite Otome game as the villainous character. And with their knowledge of what happens to the villainous character attempts to uh, get in with the, the, the eponymous last boss who will be the one who executes her in the ending. Uh, essentially. Yes. <laughs> okay um yeah pretty much although i i don't think he's the one who kills her in the end i, I think it is that she's sort of i think she's like, killed by someone else but true. yeah so like isn't it like she's it's kind of like the other one where like if she follows the normal game story that she ends up dying right yeah. by whatever means but so she's trying to hook up with the the demon lord or whatever the to change her to, fate. To not die. Yeah. Okay. Um I did really like the one plot twist, I guess. Um that is sort of the same as a lot of um Isekai where someone ends up in a game, but at the same time there's a, a bit more to it. Uh, I can just drop a spoiler, Con. I know I don't think anyone here is going to mind. Yeah, we're so, sitting, by we're all means. Spoiler for um, spoiler. So fly, there's fly. someone else. There's someone else who um, knows that they've ended up in the game. Okay. Um, and is the um, the protect the uh, the protagonist of the game, right? Um, and except unlike. Um, the, the villainess, so our protagonist, um, the, this other protagonist is um, uh, insistent that it's still a game, and so is trying to is essentially becoming evil. And oh yeah, because they don't care if anybody lives or dies, right? Because it's just a game. Yeah. Is that yeah? Right. Okay, pretty much. Yeah, that's a, that's a sure. So she's like, well, you're the villain, so you should die. Yeah, for, for, and, because and, that way I can get all the boys for myself. Yeah, like almost becoming a bit like Yandere in, in some cases. Uh, right. Like, yeah, gets a bit. Uh, hasn't 
directly become stabby yet, I think, but I, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. We got a couple episodes left. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds like fun uh, for for what has now become its own subgenre, apparently, since we have another yes. villainous show happening next season. But it's uh, a quite popular subgenre, it seems. Yeah. But, I, um, I, I've not had anything that I absolutely hated yet, but I'm sure it, I'm sure it'll happen. On the whole, that the villainous subgenre seems, at least to my to my personal sensibilities, less egregious than. Yeah, they they've generally fallen know, under. Yeah, they've generally fallen under like the nice isekai show category, as opposed to I, the you know. If I had a gun to my head, or even if I didn't have a gun to my head, I'd rather watch a villainous isekai than a slave beast man harem isekai. Ero, that is grading on an unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievably low curve. Yes, it is. Right? Like, let's, you know. Yes, like, it yes, is. I know, but my point being that, like, the, the, you're not really praising a show when you're saying, <laughs> no, yeah, it's better than getting shot, I guess. <laughs> like, put, you, you, yeah, like, let, let's, let's put that review on uh-huh. the back of the box, you know. Better than getting shot. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, well. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about one more. Th- well, speaking well, of people who do get shot, speaking of a show that's also better than getting shot. It's yeah. Oh. I, I'm not going to say it's a new show because obviously it's Jojo's bizarre adventure, but part hey, six, the part second, six. this is the second half hit Netflix. The, the, the third, third, third yes. part, it, it, jo- third, Jojo's third, Jojo's and- Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part Six, Six Stone part Ocean three. Part Three. Uh, yeah, Christ. Uh, and uh, you guys have been watching that. Is this is just yeah. as wild as it's? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So just to be clear, as always, we at the Glorio Chat uh, strongly condemn binge watching. <laughs> uh, uh, let me be clear: we are anti bingers here. Um, we watch anime the way God intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, one week at a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So until I have a podcast the- episode and I have to catch up on. Uh, but yes. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Unless, of course, you are behind and need to catch up in time for recording. <laughs> That's different. But um, yeah, so we've watched the first episode of the new batch of part six. And I mean, you know, we just want to bring it up because, look, it's. You know, in a lot of ways, JoJo is a little bit like how we talk about Spy Family of, yeah, it's still doing the thing it's famous for. Um, Indeed. You know, we 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 just finished an arc um, that was, I guess, technically part of the Part 2 batch against a stand user called Jailhouse Rock that... Excuse me, it was Jailhouse Lock because they're locked up. Oh my god, oh my god. Right, yes, it is Jailhouse Lock as a reference to Jailhouse Rock because this is a Japanese piece of media, so... Um, and, and I won't get into it because, you know, I, we, I think we do want to keep this part quick, but the thing that was so um, delight... The thing that is immensely delightful about Part 6 in general is I think it does a very good job of introducing a new stand and its power in a way that it makes you, the viewer, immediately go, oh man, this is going to be great. Like, just the basic premise of what the stand (laughs) does, Mm -hmm. like, immediately gets you excited. Like, the premise of Jailhouse Lock is Hirohiko Araki watched Memento, 
Okay. Yep. And that's the premise of the stand. <laughs> Memento. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, this the, the the new stand that they're currently fighting, Bohemian Rhapsody, is uh, Araki saying, "You know what? Part six will never be adapted into anime. It will <laughs> never get adapted, and it will never yeah, be Araki thinking West. this twenty years ago, right? Like, so I'm going to commit as much copyright infringement as I can get away with. Yes." Is that uh, is that but, getting murdered in in the Netflix uh, version where they can't say names or kind of yeah so basically Bohemian Rhapsody's ability uh, is it can take fictional characters out of media and oh yeah here we go uh, 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 personify them in the real world or in the stand dimension it's not really quite clear yet but the point is that yes. Um, our, our our heroes have to fight the likes of Pinocchio. both, um, yeah, public domain characters like Pinocchio and the Big Bad sure. Wolf, sure. but also maybe some uh, much less public domain characters like Mickey Mouse and Mazinger Z. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Mickey a... Mouse should be public domain, right? But that's a whole other story. Uh, Steamboat uh, Willie will be public domain in a couple of years. But, but um... let us be clear: they say in the manga, "Where the fuck is Mickey?" <laughs> yes. Yeah, Disney. Uh, they do not say they're that. in Florida. In, yes, they do not say that in the anime. Yeah. And they're in Florida, and so there's in the manga, there's this whole sequence where it's like, oh yeah, Orlando's coming up. That's where you can see Mickey Mouse. Where where's Mickey in this guidebook? <laughs> yes, a character quite literally says, fuck's sake, if there's no Mickey Mouse, this shit ain't Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been that is not in. <laughs> that's, that's not, not, in, not the in the anime. anime. <laughs> no, Mazinger, Mazinger, Astro, Astro Boy, and Tetsujin Twenty Eight slash Gigantor do make appearances, though. So you okay. can very much tell. Oh, the Japanese companies were totally cool with this. They were easy. That was easier to clear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yes, yeah, just pretty good. Again, sometimes you hear a, a premise for a stand power, and you mm-hmm. go, "Man, right, this is gonna be fun." Like. L- Lord grant us all the the bold facedness, the audacity of Hiroko Araki to just do whatever he wants, and yes. like maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Who cares? Keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's always a new stand around the corner. Yes, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. yeah, in general, Part Six is as an outsider. Looking in, part six has sounded like the most fun JoJo's been in a while, but yeah. All right. I mean, we, we, we do have minor, I mean, we'll probably get into it during our final thoughts, but I, I will right. say that we, we do have some minor criticisms with like some of the stuff about part six, but mm-hmm. like. Sure. Y- you know, broadly, yes, it's, it's having a lot of fun with its premise, and I think that's what we're really enjoying about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of just being just completely off the rails, crazy, like bizarre, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I also say I will also say the new OP. Uh, I'm glad we have a new OP for the second half, but also it's not. It's okay. It, by JoJo standards, yeah, it's it's not it's not amazing. Yeah. Peter, did you have? Oh, um, did you raise on your a, hand? On a sort of a, a broader uh, 
thing. Um, how have you found Netflix's treatment of the show? Because it seems like I, I've not been watching it, but from what I can understand, they've essentially not advertised it at all. And I mean, this is, this and is a dump it in in chunks. And, this is a persistent issue we all have with, I think, Netflix's treatment of anime in general, right? Right. They they just yeah, don't I, advertise anything. Yes, I mean I think yes. If, if believe me, Peter, if we wanted to get into the fuck Netflix uh, portion <laughs> of the podcast, we can. But we might have we might have done an entire episode on that at some point in history. Yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah, but yeah. But the long and short is yes. I think Netflix like has handled the the promotion of JoJo very poorly. Uh, again, I feel like it it, it is the double it, it is the double whammy of both. Netflix is not promoting it very well, and the binge format is terrible for keeping up like audience retention. Like, right. like people just aren't talking about it, right? Because you have those weird sickos who, like, they're all they're all there are already like blog, you know, like articles and blogs on various like media websites that are already like, let's talk about the ending of JoJo Part Six. It aired two days ago. Like it's right, but, yeah. You know, but it's it's, it's, it's patently absurd, right? But like, and what happens? It's like it's like we kind of talked about this with Cyberpunk last time, where it's like that should be like in conversations. I, you know, we think for anime of the year and stuff, but nobody, everybody talked about it for a hot second when it came out, and then, and then now they nobody forgot. just forget. Everybody just forgets it right. exists because, yeah, like. Like, if you compare the way we talk about... I mean, for, we haven't even talked about JoJo on the podcast in a hot minute because because that format kind of just makes it hard to, like, uh, logically slot in anywhere during our podcast conversations. And you compare that to, like, for example... I mean, you know, it's Sunday, so, like, G-Witch is currently trending, like, number one on Japanese Twitter right now. Like, it's doing better than the World Cup. Like... <laughs> Like, everybody's talking about this week's episode, and that's the benefit of weekly, like, airing, right? Is that you you get that drip feed of, like, content to Mm -hmm. keep people talking week to week, whereas, like, yeah, you get, like, one initial burst with the binge format, but then nobody's talking about it the the of If you're not the kind of person who will put down, who will set 12 episodes to run all day while you are sitting, doing work and eating or whatever for, in the the 48 hours after it came out then yeah <laughs> what are you supposed to do mm-hmm. right yeah yeah and then it's yeah. you know they just dump it out there and don't say anything there's right. no promotion yeah. or anything mm-hmm. on it just maybe we'll, we'll, let's hope the algorithm recommends it to you uh yeah or or I you're crazy like I... us and you look at anime charts but yeah yeah what i Peter. um because, uh, because I, when I know I, I, uh, a few weeks ago, when the when the latest uh, trunk of, uh, of part six showed up, um, I, I I saw someone like tweet about it, and then I said on 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 the radio show that that weekend, um, hey, just so people know, another a chunk of JoJo's up on Netflix, and pretty much the entire response was, is there? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Thanks, Netflix. It's just a very unfortunate way for (laughs) such a like, like, like. Let's be real, right? Like, I mean, you know, does does internet discourse actually mean anything? The answer is probably no. But on some level, JoJo was like the JoJo anime was an institution of internet culture, right? For a while there, yeah, yeah. People still do the is that a JoJo reference? 
thing. Right. right? I mean, you know, for, 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 for God's sake, people still do the roundabout thing, right? Yes. Like, right. You know, and so it's just, it, it is such a shame for like something as big and fun and yeah. iconic as JoJo to get treated like this. It, it's just, it deserves better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, Move along to our regularly scheduled anime, and we'll talk about Spy Family. Mm-hmm. I guess this really is the season for hot, problematic women that could murder you instantly. Because, uh, <laughs> we are oh no! Introduced to uh, Fiona Frost. Agent yes, Mike. introducing uh, the the home wrecker has arrived. Mm. <laughs> yeah, aka Nightfall, uh, Lloyd's uh, co-high, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Um, who's madly in love with him? And, uh, you know, throwing a wrench into the happy family uh, f- that we've format we've had so far. We're, we're, to... I do need to ask for the non-manga readers here. Were, were any of you taken in for even a second that, like, b- before they do the, the thing where she's like, oh, I love you so much, Twilight. Like, did you think at all before that? Yeah, I'd say so. Like, I... I... It, it it like I think she was in the background or showed, yeah, uh, yeah. showed up for a bit in um when Anya's getting the tour of the of the the hospital. Mm-hmm. But like, did um, did were did you think it would go that direction at all? I, I think I think what yeah. Eros asking is how did the reveal hit when Anya uh-huh, mind read yeah. Fiona for the first time? Oh, I wasn't surprised. Okay, yeah, okay. Was... <laughs> yeah really. no. got it. All right, because. Because, yeah, because I, I was curious about that because, yes, like, she's very, in, she is initially introduced very much as more of the, like, driven career woman who's here to supplant Lloyd as, as like, Wise's premier spy, right? But then mm-hmm. you get the contrast of the moment Anya first reads her mind and she's like, I love you, Lloyd. It's yeah. like... <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll, I'll admit, I think what might have tipped me off is the, which, which is funny because... It ended up not being what I was thinking in a roundabout way, but the the episode titles are Nightfall slash Fit of Jealousy. Ah, uh, sure, sure. And when I saw uh, Fit of Jealousy, right. I, like my brain automatically started connecting the dots I to see. like that, which was funny because I think that that segment was actually about uh, Bond being jealous of the Penguin. But, right, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's I think that uh, might have set my brain into that. I see general direction. But, uh, uh, but yeah, you know, I guess you could look at this as like, you know, now that Spy Family has been like Aaron for a while, like now it's time to introduce more characters to the ensemble. Right. She's sort of like the the parallel to yours brother at this point, right? Kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, wanting to break, uh, you know, break the family up. Well, I but, mean, again, uh, we, we, I am jokingly calling her the home wrecker, but like Yuri, she is just as much a pretender to the throne. Like, Yes, mm, obviously. Th- let's be real. There is nothing assailing the rock-solid foundation of the Yor Lloyd Anya units. So. Of course. Um, oddly enough, this leads to a underground tennis tournament. <laughs> as you do, yes. I mean, look, Which, we don't have like, enough characters to have a baseball episode, so tennis is the closest we yeah, can Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've had we've had I'll Kill You in Golf, and now we have I'll Kill You in Tennis. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, what other boring sport can we rehabilitate here? I don't know, but um, <laughs> as someone that actually likes tennis, uh, it's, but yes. Um, 
yeah, so that's the, she ends up getting going with Lloyd into this underground uh, tournament. I'll shout out the one my one favorite joke is when they fight the muscle guys. And he's like, oh, are you a little baby that pissed your pants? Maybe you should just change your diaper. And she's just like, oh, you have no idea who you're talking to. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, that yeah, was a very good look. That was a very good joke. Well, he, but um, Fiona's got it bad, all right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, oddly enough, this I, I was not expecting that to this be to be a two parter. So I guess we'll find out right. what happens next yeah, time. Like as as uh, Iro and I, as readers of the manga, know this this is actually a weirdly long stretch of chapters in in the manga. Like, yeah. Uh, there was once upon. Okay, before a later arc became the new Namek of Spy Family. <laughs> uh, okay. This was colloquially known by fans as Tennis Namek. Okay. Uh, wow, that long. Are we, gonna, are we uh, going yeah. more than one more episode on this? Well, no. I no, mean, no. all right, you got to keep in mind. But by the, in the context of an, Yes, in the, in the context okay, of yes. an episodic like, story like Spy Family, right. anything longer than three chapters has you going, oh, this is, this yeah. is going on for a while, isn't it? Yeah. And, and we're in the stretch of the anime where we're getting two to three segments per episode, right? So, like, mm-hmm. right, going a full episode, you know, almost a full episode's worth of content is might as well be, you know, right, several seasons of Dragon Ball. But, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's still still a lot of fun. the 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 bit with Bond and the Penguin was very adorable, as always. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and, I, I suppose yeah. I'm. There's only what, like a couple episodes left, or in this I, season, I two, I think, right? Yeah. I think so. If I had to guess, yeah, yeah. Do you reckon they'll? Um, uh, do you reckon they'll do another season? Absolutely, I think so. The question is when, though. Right. Like, yeah. are they going to take a six month break, a year long break? I think that's kind of the real question of. Yeah, because obviously Spy Family is doing very well, both the anime and the manga. But also, Studio Wit is the. Right. I guess Studio Wit is not necessarily. They're not bones. They're not. They're not the type of studio to just like we're committing to this show for the long haul, right? I mean, they. Right. We will not be I mean, getting they dropped Attack on Titan. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like they're not. They're, they don't feel the need to like say we're committing to this show for the next six years, right? So, mm-hmm. I am a little curious. How soon after this ends is Studio Wit going to jump right back into doing more? Yeah, I mean they only they took they only took like one season break basically for this one, right? So right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, other than Chainsaw Man, it's the most popular thing going probably right now, right? So yeah, anime wise, that like in the West, Shonen Jump still has a like stranglehold on what people <laughs> think of as anime to an extent, right. yeah. So, because yeah, it, it feels, I I have I, I'm I, I'm really sorry, but I have a a criticism for the Spy Family. Oh, by all means, ah, go for it. Um, and that is, it feels like it's. I mean, the the I've not read the manga. It's probably similar, but it feels like they're just sort of giving us an overview of like all these different characters and it feels and I'm concerned that we're getting near the end of the series. There's not gonna be any real notable uh arc apart right. from I guess maybe the tennis bin. Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. with you. 
on that. And I, I've I've said in past episodes how like even when season two started, I was like, this is not at the top of my priority list because it's like I feel like I know we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Right? It's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a very predictable, it's, comfortable ride, right? Yeah. Like, it's and even like, even just, now, it's not like the first thing I want to watch every week. It's nice. I like yeah. it a lot. But yeah, it it's it it does feel like for me personally, it's lacking something to put it like if, if like we we're talking earlier. If we're going to start having anime of the year discussions, it's like I don't think I would put it in that discussion because like I don't know. It's just kind of very so lacking in say, anything substantial, I guess. But yeah, yeah. go ahead. The, G. the thing I would say about Spy Family is that it is not that it isn't capable of having more involved focused story arcs but maybe it's just like the nature of how anime is paced and released is that spy family does start doing this stuff but it doesn't start doing it until a little bit after where this anime is going to end i guess is is how i'd put it like i know that's not the most satisfying answer of like just wait for more i promise (laughs) just wait till we get to episode 26 honestly (laughs) even as the manga started doing more of that stuff like they're still uh, still on top of a foundation of here are the mostly inconsequential sketch comedy chapters yeah uh so i've just realized yes it it's it's um it's full metal panic (laughs) (laughs) you're talking to the fmp guy that here and you know what oh man you got a a point that might be (laughs) that might be accurate yeah yeah are we gonna like are we gonna get season three in 15 years yeah (laughs) right here's your slice of life comedy and then here is your occasional insane hand-drawn sakuga spectacle to sort of capstone Mm-hmm. This season and it never um, ends. Uh, yes, huh? And then I hadn't thought that comparison until now. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I guess that's a thing, right? Is like the the only difference, I guess, is that like more involved arcs are coming, but you know, unfortunately, due to how anime is produced, you'll probably see it in about six to eighteen months. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's fun in the meantime. So you know, it, it, it is what it is. It. It's it's pretty safe, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna watch it each week. So yeah, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of doing the same thing over uh, over again, let's. <laughs> sorry, I'd be I'm being reductive here, but let's talk about Mob Psycho 100. Um, <laughs> oh man, I haven't. Re- oh I man, I have. I, okay, so I'm still behind on this, so you guys oh, wow. just have at it. At this oh, point. What uh, the 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 you didn't the the alien arc was really good. Wow, okay. <laughs> what a great um, episode! Yeah, holy shit! What an uh, incredible episode! Yeah, I, I I don't even like I'm like I'm, I'm trying to think back to my feelings at the time of watching the alien episode of Mob Psycho 100 and. Right. I am just at a loss for words at, like, both the subject matter, Mm. its execution, and just the, like, insane level of artistry Bones decided to bring to the table for what Mm. is essentially, like, people camping in the woods also. Yes. (laughs) Like, they they got Um, the guy who did, 
that episode from season two that was just a complete yeah like an utter blowout for 20 minutes if you remember that episode gel like um, in the middle of season two or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they got that guy to do a episode that's mostly the characters hiking and talking and hanging out, yeah. just like doing regular shit. So it's and just so like you... absurdly well animated people talking. Or yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's that's like, great. Th- there's like a shot of like Reagan taking off his shirt, and <laughs> it's like. So it's like Chainsaw it's, Man. It's mm. like 600 <laughs> frames on its own. It's like kind of insane. It's like what if this insanely talented director utilized all of his like skill to just do right. the most like mundane but the, differ- the difference from chainsaw man is that like mob psycho the tone of mob psycho and particularly the tone of that sort of mini arc is one where highlighting the like mon- I, mundanity of their actions yes like, i'm, be- I'm being meaning. facetious yeah. of course yes. but yes, yes. yeah uh, it's 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 really it's a really good episode uh um tome's animations in that episode are are very cute Mm-hmm. Um, and the last five minutes of that episode is <laughs> the fucking uh, might actually legitimately be one of the craziest fucking things Bones has ever done. It's it's yeah, that was it's some, a space okay. dandy bit or some, something. Yeah, like was some real like I can't believe they're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's my question: Th- This is the final season. The manga is over, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Are they actually building to some kind of conclusion? So that that is the most recent episode. Yes. Right. The, okay. The, the most recent episode that we just got to, uh, we can describe, describe the premise because I don't think that's sure. too much of a spoiler. Yeah. Is basically that um, um, Tsubomi. I can't remember her name. Tsubomi Chan. Uh, Tsubomi Chan, right? The the girl that <laughs> Mob has a crush on. Yes. Uh, has announced that uh, she is moving away and will not be coming back to school for the third their third year of ah, middle school. Classic. And so. That means Mob has one month to confess to Tsubomi-chan and win her affections. And Mm -hmm. it's a really good episode as well, because the thing that's really, like, great about this episode is that it is that remind... It it is a great presentation of how far Mob has come since season one. Mm -hmm. Like... The premise of the first episode of this arc, which is all that we've seen, is that Mob basically goes to all the people he's met over the last two seasons, basically, and go, like... How do I talk to girl? I don't know, man. How do I talk to a girl? Yeah, how do, how do I talk to girls, you know? Yeah. And, you know, the, the the Body Improvement Club chimes in. You know, Tomei and, and the rest of the UFO Club, like, give their support. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 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 every, everybody kind of has their own... You know, you know Reagan uh, uh, gives his advice that he is, like, hastily reading off of, like, Google search on his phone. Um, <laughs> It's it's very good. It's very sweet because it's like it's it, you know regardless of who these characters are like you know morally or character wise they <laughs> what they they are they, their intentions are genuine. They genuinely want to give Mob the best advice that they are personally capable of giving, you know, to help him out. Right, and it, it's a very sweet uh, uh, episode that kind of shows that like in a lot of ways, right? If Mob's like greatest power is his actual psychic powers, his second greatest power are the friends he's made along the way. Of course. Um, Naturally. There's a fantastic bit that I didn't realize until I I, I um uh, I checked back in season one. So, I- Iro, do you remember that bit where Mob is in the soccer field and he, you know, he he does the chest bump like he catches the ball and he like 
does a competent soccer pass. Right. So that so like is a, a callback. That is a specific callback to a scene in season one, uh, which is the episode that sort of um, motivates Mob to join the Body Improvement Club, where mm-hmm. it's shot from the exact same angle and actually uses the exact same hand-drawn background as oh, from wow. season one, where Mob fails to <laughs> catch the soccer ball. Tries to do that. Cannot, just, yeah. Fails the kick, misses the kick, and then cannot even run to keep up with the rest of the team for like more than two seconds. Oh, Mob. And it is like a shot-for-shot, like... Not remake, but like a, mm-hmm. a, a, a Refer- like a shot reference, yeah. Reference, yes, and it's like stuff it's, like that, it's right? Come Just so like far, really... yeah, exactly. It, it's great. It's very sweet. And then something happens in the last two minutes that makes you go, "Okay, now I see where Bones is about to turn up the heat." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, we'll leave it at that. Nice, but uh, well, yeah, believe like, me, yes, they are they are building up for a grand finale. <laughs> yes, and you know, even if you're like not necessarily particularly enthused about watching a whole season of mob psycho like it's episode seven is it seven and eight for the uh yeah and stuff i just have to get past the first couple episodes of like doing the same thing over and over again and i'm like right I, once once i i once i get past that i'm sure it'll be fine but yeah mm-hmm. um it sounds like it pays off eventually so i think so. i think it does i gotta get on that um okay well let's talk about butchy the rock speaking of a show just doing the same thing over (laughs) and over again what's with this repetitive mental illness (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) well we did get they had uh the the one episode with them doing the show where they almost get canceled because of the weather, right? Right. And we have uh we they have the very real depiction of people showing up early to a show yep. and looking at seeing phones. the opening band and not caring about the opening band at all. It'd be like yeah. you know, looking at their phones or not paying attention or whatever. Yeah. Which you know yeah, they've already Taupe yeah, go ahead. Yeah, G. I really liked how it was portrayed because I think a lesser anime would have gone for like the more cartoonish, like booing, heckling crowd right. or whatever. Straight up jeering right. them. Like ah, the what ah, these audience are just such jerks. When it's like actually no, like the worst thing that could happen <laughs> when you are performing live is to be met with just apathy, right? Yes, like, indifference, indifference is the worst, uh, <laughs> the most painful. Yes, right. You know, like. The, the girl that just like leaves midway through the 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 performance it's storming yeah. outside she yeah, would rather <laughs> go outside and stand in the rain than listen to this performance yeah that's uh but i mean i've 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 been to shows and seen that happen where you yeah. know people show up early they're not there for the they have no idea who the opening band is they're not there for it and you're you know they're wandering off getting drinks at the bar, doing whatever, yeah. you know, not paying attention. Uh, and, you know, again, this this show being very on the nose with those kinds of things. But um, yeah, it was I, I like that episode a lot, though, too, because it was just like every now and again, we need to see Bochi 
get a win, right? <laughs> right. I mean, not only that, but I feel like in a lot of ways, Bochi the Rock has very expertly sort of used its episodes like as, or, or used the band episodes, the episodes where they actually play music, as sort of like check-in moments, like internalized check-in moments for Bochi, right? Right. Like, That's I feel right. like, she is, when, like she's at her- Those are, like, the episodes where her character stuff can sort of coalesce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think they do a very good job of that. Um, I really actually also love the second half of that episode. Like, the bad stuff is just the first half, right? <laughs> then we cut to the second half, which is the after party, right? Where you get, like... Mm-hmm. That, like, part that looks like it's directed by Satoshi Khan, where it's just, like, two <laughs> middle-aged <laughs> Japanese men talking about, like, their fucking God, struggles. that's right. Oh, my God. And, that like, was so Bo- good. Bo- so his wife, he thinks one. his wife's cheating on him. And, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Bochi just has that, like, existential, just fucking, like... Great. You, you know, implosion. Just like, it sets her. It sets her off back onto the path of my life as a uh, uh, an employee. Uh, 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 yeah, whatever. Later, yeah. Yeah, as an alcoholic neat. Yeah. Oh yep. man, it's it's oh or god the fucking the fucking ol bochi uh, uh, delusion, right? Just <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but uh, but then it all kind of culminates in a very sweet moment, right? Where it's like we get uh, where uh, Nijika, right? She she kind of clues in that ah, bochi you, you is are a my guitar, guitar hero. hero. Yeah, yes. Right. Yeah, because after and Bochi it... took the show over to by uh, mm-hmm. remembering that she is indeed YouTube.com slash Guitar Hero. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it, it became clear so that her secret got out and uh, a rather random title drop, I guess, in there. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I think but... it's, it's, yes, <laughs> uh, yes. It's, it's, it's very much like Bochi, you are the rock. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's yes. like... Yeah, but I, I I very much did enjoy that moment because like I feel like in a lot of ways, right? Like, like Nijika is sort of portrayed as like I, I think they do a really good job of like in a lot of ways, Kita and Nijika are very similar in terms of like they are both like the more extroverted like positive right. types. But the thing I think that they do a really good job of differentiating them is that like in her quieter moments, Nijika sort of is willing to like share her like her insecurities and her like her anxieties about being part of the band and Mm -hmm. you know just like and 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 the great thing is that then we get the the subsequent episode you know the most recent one where we get an even better way of contrasting kita from the other three but like (laughs) here you kind of get that like you get that vibe that like kita is legitimately that person she presents herself as whereas nijika is 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 the one who is try, who is making a more like concerted effort to try to be that person. Like she's not putting up mm-hmm. a facade, but it's more like it takes effort right. for her to be the person she is. And right. I think that's like a really nice character building moment that she shares yeah. with Bochi. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that that second that second episode. Yes. Where they uh, go and then on we go trip. to bullshit post territory. Right. The visual, yes. the visual, just the visual gags in this show are top. Great. Yes, Chef's oh. Kiss. Oh. Uh, yeah, just fucking god. Just the 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 feeling of like, uh oh, you've made it to the last week of summer break, and you realize you haven't actually hung out with your friends that much because you spent all summer break like playing guitar in your room, doing yeah, watching. Yeah, uh, like, 
watching boring documentaries on your phone yeah. laying around on the floor with right. <laughs> just just realizing and like i think i think we've probably all had like a summer break like that like sometime during our high school or middle school years where you sure. go ah shit i didn't do fucking shit this summer right. yeah it's already you blink and it's I already time to go back to school for yeah weeks, oops i just right. played persona 4 and dark souls 1 for the entirety of summer yeah uh, but um but yeah, no, the, 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 and their their trip to the, <laughs> you know, again, characterizing Kita, where they're like, Kita wants to like go walk up the shrine steps and all that. And they're like, yeah, no, everybody's like, <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna walk no, that. we're not going to do that. Um, it's pretty good. I also like how uh, uh, Rio Senpai, despite supposedly being all cool and everything, is legitimately <laughs> dumb as dumb as a brick. Yes, very kind good. of disaster person. Right. Yeah, just just that fucking bit where like Nichika's shaking her head and like Kita's like, no, you. I can hear her brain rattling inside. Despite despite Kita idolizing her, uh, she's as dumb as a yeah, whatever. But yeah, so something about good. making the cool aloof one the dumbest one in the group like actually works extremely well as a character dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well, kind of like all their characters. You know, they, they even if they appear like to be a certain stereotype or something, they have some kind of twist on them, right? That's right. part of the yeah. fun. So, um, yeah, it's still fun again. And fun. you know, again, the visual gags. Maybe, right. Maybe maybe the maybe the Yamcha bit was a little too much. <laughs> the dead Yamcha. Maybe that was going too far. Archie I don't know. Popping like a balloon. I think. Yes. Was. My favorite one this episode. I, I uh, think it, yeah, they carry her. It's, they're carrying his deflated body away right now. She pops yeah, as a balloon. Right. It's almost God, surreal just... at this point. Uh, like, yeah. There's something about that that like I actually really love. Like I don't know how to describe it, but something about the bochi gags being diegetic, right? <laughs> right just slightly like, diegetic, like, yeah. Right, like we're slightly diegetic enough to be acknowledged by the rest of the cast, right? Because obviously there's the version of this where it's like all of these like imaginations are pure delusion in her head. Mm-hmm. And like, that's funny too. But something mm-hmm. about like Nichigo being like, uh-oh, like uh, Bo- Bochi Bo- turned into powder. She right. disintegrated. Or like, oh, Bochi, Bochi's in a stupor again. Quick, t- let's let's go to the beach before she notices. Right. <laughs> We've, uh, we've inhaled the bochi dust and now we're dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's it, very well. Done. I will say it was it was th- like I think three or four episodes ago. So technically not covered by this podcast, but I think even even with Pop Team Epic happening, I think the hardest I've laughed to this season is them trying to do shirt designs, and Rio sends in a shirt that just has. <laughs> a photograph oh food of, she wants to eat right j- like just cr- not even cropped just slapped onto blank just slapped um, on, right yeah. <laughs> yeah well okay well we'll get to it later of what i think is the hardest i've laughed yeah I, i'm with you yeah, on that think, one yeah, G. I, know, I know exactly yeah. what you're but, talking but think, about yes. but what i'm getting at is i think the connecting thread is like animators just understanding like <laughs> that low effort shit posts are actually more funny than like they can be, they, or they, they can be, be more they, funny they be good. than like uh, yes, than like something yeah. that's immaculately constructed. Right. Well, perhaps that is the perfect segue then into us moving perhaps. on and talking about Pop Team Epic. Uh, great. So they've they've had a string of winners. 
Yeah, yeah, right. You guys, you guys got to see the battle royale episode yes. now, well, right? I mean, that's the yes. thing. Like now, we've seen two battle royale segments, and one is even more Apex Legends than the other. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, God. no, we got to talk about Bumpu's Crusaders. All right, oh, man. Yes. <laughs> the fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fucking delinquent anime, just like these seventies to eighties. Yeah. Yep, four three ratio. Yellow uh, subs. Yellow yes. subs. They, I don't know how they nailed the look so perfectly, like of okay, so ha- how it's drawn. Right. I am furious about this episode <laughs> because the Bumpus Crusaders segment shows you that actually we have the technology to make <laughs> anime look exactly like that, mm-hmm. and we simply choose not to. Right. We don't do it anymore. Why? Uh, yeah like how are we not just pumping out anime that just looks exactly like this in 2022 <laughs> oh it's that was so good it I was like, great yeah they nailed every like everything you could possibly want out of that i do want to mention i kind of love how their extended cast of friends are eldritch abominations Right, um, which <laughs> just is just Cthulhu. Cthulhu, yeah, yeah, yeah. This just uh, happens to star. Like anytime they need somebody who's not the main two girls, they'll bring right. in you know Cthulhu or somebody. Yeah, but but they're drawn like super cute, right? And yeah, he gets the star in this one. But uh, yeah, that was great. Um, because we had, yeah we had the battle royale one and then that and then. This latest episode, it was more of a mixed bag, I guess. There are different things going on. Well, but... I think I think it's mm-hmm. it's more of a return to kind of what we thought of or, or of like season, season one, one style yeah. pop team epic, right? It's Shorter a shotgun blast. Right? Yeah, like here's just seven bits in a row, and mm-hmm. some will hit, some won't, but like enough will to keep it entertaining. Yeah. As opposed to season two, is just like we'll have a one highly extended bit every episode, right? Right. Yeah, like, have you uh, already covered the AC Boo episode? Oh, man. oh we did. Fuck. Yes, the the live action. Yeah, because that. Yes, yes, I, we. I, we, I just we want. Talked... <laughs> don't don't worry. We we acknowledged that that episode exists. <laughs> that episode is truly incredible. Yeah. Do what, oh, did man, you want to? Peter, did you want to mention something about it or? I, it, 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 it's just art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Eero, you gotta help me remember what's that fucking AC Boo bit from? It's either like this episode. Oh, or the, episode the crop circles. That just the crop circles one. Yes, that just absolutely murdered me. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> so the alien crazy. draws crop circle, and they're like, and it's fucking. The, you ain't no Banksy. Right, just the line "Don't underestimate street art" just is maybe right. the and then the funniest yeah, cut line. to the alien and it's crying. crying. Yeah, oh, that's a great one. Oh man, but uh... um, <laughs> I I I guess they really like Apex Legends and Final Fantasy fourteen. They're big yeah. over there in Japan. Uh, the Final Fantasy fourteen bits went over my head, but for the people that like that, I know that actually play Final Fantasy fourteen, they loved all that stuff but sure right because i mean i think like the they they committed really you know fully to the bit right so like my understanding is like all the audio cues and all the music are just pulled directly from. and it was like specific things that if like you played the game you'd know exactly what was happening but 
if you don't, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, I, yeah, I was completely confused by it, I'll be honest. Like, yeah. shout outs to um, the Apex Legends bit in the latest episode where uh, Papako performs the like cinematic execution. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just keeps but, bringing it but, over. Like, But yes, cancels it a couple times. Which is a no trolling <laughs> method in Apex Legends. Yeah, that's a, where it's if a really. If you just keep yeah. hitting the cancel button, you can just extend how long. Yeah. The person is stuck in the execution animation. Yeah. For. I have played enough Apex <sighs> to get those jokes at least, but yeah, that was very good. Um, but yeah, man, good show. Overall, like, they, they are just, just yeah. It's a great An anime jokes. of the year, twenty twenty two. Yeah, right. <laughs> Congratulations to yeah, Popico and PPV. I, 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 we've mentioned this before. I don't know why I'm enjoying season two much more than season one. Mm-hmm. Is it really that much different, or if I'm just more in the mood for so this kind I, of stupidity? I, I but I, yeah, because I have an uncomfortable theory. Okay. Okay. And that is, we've all just become more crazy in the last <laughs> years. <laughs> Like our grip on reality <laughs> is just worsen, slowly yeah. unraveling. This yeah. now this speaks to us more now as our and uh, yes. Yeah. So our th- we we have opened up we have opened up enough eyes on the inside. Yes, our insight has increased <laughs> to appreciate jokes like this in a way we couldn't back in the more sane era of like what like twenty. 20- 14, 15? I don't remember. Don't say it. Uh, oh, no. It wasn't that long ago, was it? No, it was 2018. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, pre pandemic, pre COVID, which is a different era of time. That's, right? what, that's more what I'm yeah. getting at. Yes. Yes. That was a different decade. 2018 feels like it might as well have been 20 years ago at this point. It um, might as well feel like it was 2014. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it all feels the same at this point. So, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I saw somebody. This is only related to time but uh, i i saw somebody mention grimgar the other day and described, and described it as a, a, a one to two years ago <laughs> and i'm like i'm sorry that was 2016 jesus <laughs> anyway <Yeah. laughs> shout yes. out to grimgar um anyway pop team epic is fun yeah pop team epic yeah all right Let's talk about Chainsaw Man. The most anticipated anime of, of, of all time. ANN, uh, according to ANN, one all of right. the best episodes of anime ever produced, if not the best episode of anime ever all produced. All right. So these two episodes, like, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll just, I'm just gonna, I'm not, I'm just gonna say stuff now. At this point, the, <laughs> the these two, these two episodes felt to me like there was maybe like ten minutes of actual content. <laughs> It's spread across two episodes. Um, again, looks great. Extremely well animated in spots and everything. And just like, it's just, but it's just, we had, so we had the, they finally got out of the infinity hotel, the hotel. infinity hotel, which I feel like they should have done by the previous episode. Uh, and then what, what they had the, their after like, party oh, yeah, thing the party. and, and, um, which Denji that was actually his first kiss. Yeah. That, was actually, that part was actually kind of fun. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that with Himeno throwing up in Denji's mouth. Himeno is a nightmare um, person. She's, she's, she's the best waifu in Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. That they, they, they have, they have a very strong waifu game. I'll give them that. Um, there's something for everybody here, I guess. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, and then um, the latest episode, I guess they're setting up the next... The f- well, the, what, what seems like it'll be the climactic arc of the anime... Yeah, in a lot of yes, in a lot of ways, th- episode eight is sort of the like. I mean, this is the classic shonen progression, right? Episode eight with episode eight sort of is the okay, no more one offs. Now it's time to introduce the like, you know, right? The Akatsuki I, it's been or about, the, the yeah. I, I do want to. Yeah, yeah, it, it it is sort of escalating. I, I do want to yeah. get before we get into that. I do want to get my one rant off about the beginning of the latest episode. Yeah. I think Where, we share some feelings on this one. So, in the end of so, what the latest one was eight? Was that the latest episode? Yes, I think so. Okay, so at the end of episode seven, it ends yeah. with Himeno dragging Denji into bed or something, right? Yes. And episode eight kind of rewinds the clock by like a good thirty minutes or something, yeah. an hour, and uh, you know we get again. We get a good four to five minutes. Yeah. So again, it's a very like extraordinarily well animated sequence of Himeno dragging Denji and and like just doing mundane, going to take a shower or whatever stuff around the apartment. I mean, mm-hmm. stumbling in the way that drunk people do, right? Yeah. Yes. Of like you sort of you you sort of tilt your momentum in the direction you want to move in. Yes. And you just hope Bump to into like walls. be. Right into the wall, right into the wall closest to your actual destination, and yeah. it looks great. I yeah. just don't feel like it was contributing much because then they it didn't follow even take up. That long. It really they, the, like you. They, they follow. You, they followed up with a literal just replaying the last like two or three minutes right. of the previous episode. So by by the time they do that and then play the op. We're six minutes into the episode before anything new happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like no, it's it's this is like the problem that Chainsaw Man, the anime, I will keep saying, yes. runs into is like I feel like the show really like I don't know, like it, it, is it just too in love with itself or something? Like the way yeah. it just like lingers on shots way longer than it needs to. And like look. You know, maybe people are listening to this and be like, oh, those Glorio guys, they just got no patience for good cinema. And it's like, excuse you. Same like, cinema. Right. Like, you know, we we haven't... Our favorite show is about a bunch of dudes standing on a spaceship talking to each other for whole episodes. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's the, that's the kind of the next point I want to get to. Because it's like, it's not just that it's slow. Because I, I like that kind of thing in the right context. Like what did we say just even earlier about one of the other shows? Like, you know, that that's Mob fine. Mob, right. right? Yeah. yeah. And Mob, and mobs. Yeah. Where, yeah. So like, that's fine. Like in the right context, I just don't feel like it's doing this show any justice to do that in the moments that they're picking to do it. And then like when we do get to, so a lot of stuff does happen after that very quickly. Yeah. Um, and like, when we get to the the big climax where Himino theoretically, I guess, spoiler alert, folks, when we get to the big climax when Himino theoretically dies, it's like I don't feel like I've they 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 ha- they've handled the parts kind of characterizing with the flashbacks Himino and Aki's relationship and all that. Mm-hmm. They've handled it well, but I don't feel like there's been enough of it for me to like really care at this point. Like I I didn't feel that invested in 
what was happening that and i also feel like death is probably very cheap in the chainsaw man universe but i guess we'll see on that but um well because i mean yes i mean on some literally level, every yeah. single every single character gets shot or stabbed or something great right? like right. so like, like the, the, obviously the, the escalation is right. right it's like it's multiple like <clears throat> cells of like terrorists i guess like performing but, you know assassinations of you know myriad like yeah. devil hunters but i've i've seen people Makima, so yeah i mean i've seen people yeah like even Makima gets you know, shot, right? So, like, I've seen people, like, describing this as, like, emotionally powerful, whatever, and I'm like, I I just, I'm not, I'm not into it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and... So, this is, yeah. this is one of those difficult things of, like... I yeah, mean, I know, okay, G, so... like, like, G, I know, I know it's hard for you, because, like, you can't un unread the, ma- the manga, right? <laughs> like, you right, have that, yes. like, context, so, so... Because, like, that's the thing, right? It's like, I think that, like, Himeno's death actually does hit pretty hard in the manga, but it's also because, like... In the manga, just because of how chapters are paced, you would have... She would have been around for, like, two months. Like, well, not only that, but also, like... I mean, in a lot of ways, the reason Himeno's death hits hard in the manga is actually because of the inherent, like kind of more brisk pacing of how manga chapters are read, right? Right. So, like, in a lot of ways, like, Himeno, like, goes out in, like, a single chapter, right? Like, like she's... I mean, not that she's introduced and killed in the same chapter. I mean, she is around for a few chapters. She is set up as sort of the, like, older sister type of the right. crew. And then, like, what, as soon as you get to know her, she's gone. And, like, it actually... It hits pretty hard in the context of reading a manga in Weekly Shonen Jump, where we are used to characters like being around for a very long time. Right. We are used to characters being pushed to the brink of death, but like just barely surviving. Often, right. And that when a character does finally die in a shonen manga, it's mm-hmm. a very drawn out affair, right? Like, if you think about mm-hmm. any of like the the notable big deaths in shonen, like they're usually very grand affairs, right? Whereas like Himeno just gets shot, and then as she's bleeding out, decides to bet it all on one last gambit that, like, sadly doesn't even work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the thing that makes her death hit hard is sort of the immediate, like, stark banality of it in a lot of ways. And, like, especially compared to how overblown character deaths, and how, how overblown and, you know, dramatic that character deaths tend to be in right. it. I... Uh, the, the the issue, I think, with what the anime has done, right, is, like, it's almost trying too hard to right. convince you this is a big move. I was going to say, like, right? you, you, you can't get that banality with how this anime is presented. Right. Or, like, like, they try to do it with these long sequences, like the beginning of the episode, but then, like, mm-hmm. but it's so, it's so produced that it doesn't f- feel banal. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's the thing right like because in a lot of ways right it's like like the way himido dies is almost the equivalent of like a world war ii movie where a character just gets sniped right and like they're just dead instantly like i mean again in, in, in grading on a curve here right in in the context of how shonen character deaths are right. usually handled but the anime decides to make it such a luxurious grand event right like like this is himido's last stand that I don't know. It kind of just it kind of just loses the suddenness of like, you know, the way a character might die getting shot in the head from a hundred yards away or being hit by a car, right? Like it doesn't it doesn't have that like surprising impact anymore because it, because it's drawn out enough that you see it coming, you know, 
the moment Himeno says, I'll give you everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they're... It's like they're hitting the gas or pumping the brakes at the wrong time uh, with, with the show sometimes. But yeah, it's... And, and you know, I, I I can't deny it looks great. I mean, like the... Yeah. Like, I, I can... I, I think we should... I, I think we crazy. should specify the difference between me not liking this uh-huh. show versus me not liking some other shows where, you know, there are other shows where they're just outright bad and I don't think you should watch them. It, with Chainsaw Man, it's like, this is not a show that I would tell not tell people to watch. Like, I, I can understand why a lot of people love it. I think a lot of the problems we have it with it are opinions based on yeah. us probably watching right. way too right. much anime over we've, the we've past. Watched, we've been doing this for a, literally a decade. And... So I, I'm willing to acknowledge that, but mm-hmm. I'm also going to stand behind you know my opinions on yeah. things that I think that they could be doing much better like, with it. So we have we have our personal taste that we have molded for ourselves over. Yeah. I, I just want to be clear. This is different than other shows that I might say, don't watch this. It's garbage. Right. You know, it's, it's bad for whatever reason. Like there are there. I can understand why people would like chainsaw man. And there's no like moral reasons or anything. Why I would say, don't watch it. Just it's, uh-huh. it's just not, it's just not doing it for me in the way that I feel like it should be doing yes. it for me. <laughs> no, totally understandable. I mean, again, I think, again, we talk about like the directing choices of this anime that have hounded it since episode one, that have mm-hmm. defined its aesthetic. You know, yeah. In fact, I want to point out uh, that the uh, the Sakuga blog did an interview with uh, the staff that's working on the Bochi the Rock anime. <laughs> And in fact, there's a very choice quote from it that I wouldn't say is them taking shots at Chainsaw Man. I'm not implying that. But it's very interesting that a quote like this would come out this season. Um, They interviewed the character designer and chief animation director, Carol Rira. And they basically asked, like, what was the mindset you had for approaching um, the character designs for, for, for Bochi the Rock? And, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but he basically says that, like, it was very important to keep the designs, you know, anime-like to avoid making them too realistic. Uh, here, the quote is, I made sure the designs weren't too 3D and felt <laughs> uncanny in their direction. I wanted to depict anime-like designs that aren't possible in reality. I felt it was more important to create character designs that look appealing at first sight than those that conform to reality. And it's yes. like, right. And then Chainsaw Man director was saying, like, I wanted to avoid anime like things and make it look yep. more like reality. Right. And then blame yeah, it on it's... 2000s Moe anime. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like the exact opposite rate of, of right. Like... But that's, <laughs> is, that's is, is Chainsaw like... Man director watching about seeing Bochi the Rock and going like, this is trash Akibake Moe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be that. I, like, no, of course, of course not. Yeah, and it's like, and again, it's like, and this is probably just this is a preference thing, I suppose. But I want, 
I want anime that's taking advantage of the medium. I've said say right. it all the time. Yes. Like if I want to watch a movie, I'll watch a movie. <laughs> if, I mean, I want- for God's sake, this is a story about a man who turns into chainsaws. <laughs> chainsaw, like, chainsaw man, the man may, made of chainsaws. May, maybe it should be a little anime-like. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this show is ripe for silly anime faces. Uh, but um, and even if you don't go that far, it's just like you know, I I don't know. Real realism in animation is not that important to me so um that's it's just funny that's a funny interview but like a dead-on I mean, like perfect this, this example like of the thi- what the, we're talking about i mean this, this is sort of the thing of in in genre fiction in particular you don't want realism in the sense that you are things are literally maintain reality you want realism in the sense of it feels it is evoking like how people actually act and such, you know, right? Because of course it, it's ridiculous that Denji pulls a cord his fist and turns into chainsaws and stuff. But like, I mean, uh, ironically, Bochi the Rock is way more realistic than Chainsaw. Right? Man. Exactly. Because like, <laughs> even though the the ways she reacts are like visually and presented as comically overblown, the emotions it evokes are very real. You know? Yes. yes. So it's it's a interesting comparison this season between and the that's two. why like, like it's even with like chance man like we praise how like yes himeno crashing into walls is like a very is the thing we praise about that sequence and not that it takes four minutes right right like that is that bit is a thing that could have been three five seconds right and evoked what it needed to yep well uh, I don't want to keep uh, going in circles on Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah, we've said we've said it all. Then just again, trying to keep trying to clarify further as we move along here. But well, let's talk about the realest show there is. Oh my god! All right, <laughs> so let's let's get to Akiba Maid War. I want to <laughs> I want to say last last episode I, I mentioned I love I like when the show is 110 percent deadly serious and not doing silly stuff, but. I will make one exception for a baseball episode. <laughs> Dude, this baseball episode really might good. actually be one of the most deranged baseball I, episodes I've I watched, seen in a I bit. I watched this two hours ago. <laughs> catch it to catch Just, up. Still God, crushing the your fucking, mind. Like, so, so, yeah, the premise is basically uh, now that the uh, the space, uh, the, the, the made alien cafe has been absorbed by uh, the Creature Land group. Uh, yes. We're gonna have a nice, friendly baseball game to to quash the beef. Uh-huh. And I, you like, have to I love baseball. We we have to mention this gets set up by like the the head of the Creature Land group coming into uh, what's her name's funeral. Majima's funeral. Maname's funeral. Yeah. Yeah, Maname's funeral, and she has her red baseball bat like on the yeah you know, the the thing right. like you put she, a samurai's blade. Right, and so she 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 walks in and like. You know, picks up the the bat and she's like, "We will settle our differences with this." Like, it's very All right, good. But, but more importantly, is that manager shows up as well <laughs> and gives the most hilariously shit eating half assed apology. Reading yes. off of her script, he's, he's reading from a <laughs> script. It's like, oh she, yeah, must really suck to lose that person. The, I guess she's the worst human being on the planet. It's great. <laughs> Uh, also importantly, the made aliens have become the axolotls. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
But and uh, yes, and the thing I love about this baseball episode is that the first half of it is broadly, I would say, in line with what I expect out of an anime baseball episode. Of, yeah, there's a lot of cheating. People are mm-hmm. getting beaten up. Yes. And then the second half happens where it goes <laughs> yeah. from funny to deranged in a way that yeah, is well, truly really just like they, uh, they they murder two people and then weekend at Bernie's them uh, to just keep the pumping game going. their corpses around <laughs> like because like the whole bit of the thing is that Nagumi being Nagumi truly wants to play a fair game of baseball in yes. spite of the fact that people are getting beamed and hit with bats and punched in the face as they slide home and Nagumi's like no we gotta play clean baseball and her attitude eventually wins wins everybody over to the point where even though the axolotls are about to lose because two of their members have been murdered (laughs) the rex of the axolotls are like no they're still alive see and just shaking their corpses around they're just tired we can that, still that, play that felt right out of like dora hedoro's place and the fucking hard cut to that what the 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 main maids just like fucking blood drained dead corpse face yes yeah. maybe the hardest i've laughed in a little it's bit really good. Just... yeah oh man just <laughs> So Venezuelans in. Oh yeah, also we brought in some Venezuelans <laughs> because we don't even have enough play- members of our maid to play a full game of baseball. Go ahead, Peter. Uh, uh, yeah, this um the bit where um uh the, the, the red baseball bat um that, that Manami had, one of the uh axolotls um like has like a really passionate monologue oh, yeah. about Manami be like meaning so much to her and she's gonna like pay back uh for for killing her and then like the bat explodes because it's just like cheap whatever. Prop yeah, uh, it just breaks on first first bat. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah, the very yeah, it's very good. Oh, um shit. I've actually seen the today's episode as well, so um, yes. I'm not gonna yes, spoil we that for you. That. Um, yeah, we've watched it's, it. Yeah, uh, yeah the one where she yeah, they it's, climb it, the thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, all I'm going to say is that it, um, uh, it's actually been made well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I love the joke this show continues to have of hiring some of the highest profile voice actresses mm. to do like three lines. Yeah, <laughs> um, they got Rie, they yeah. got Rie Kugamiya to voice the uh, the OG maid from the Meiji period. Who appears for like who appears for like twenty seconds? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it has like three lines, like Moi Moi Kune, and then just exits stage left. Also, like yeah, this. Obviously, this show has always been not quite rooted in reality, but just going full on. Maid cafes originated in the early 1900s. And right, right. The Taisho period. <laughs> yeah, right. And they, were, you know? and they were still both being maids and murdering people, right? right. Yeah. What was it That's like just she how it won was. over the people? She won over the people with her moe and violence? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's just the way it's always been, right? Um, oh, man. It's very good. Uh... Yeah, the, the, the second episode, I guess, is pushing toward my theory that we're going to end in the present day with uh, maids now, just as we know them, non-violent, right. uh, as uh, Nagami's uh, pushing toward her, her dream now that Rising she's the, the top. 
now that she's the the head of all the maids i guess like whatever that is i forget what the term is yes just the number one maid the number one maid uh Mm -hmm. because she actually did kind of cheat her way to the top um so but it it is clearly implied that the the one deep voiced dude who buys the pig feet is panda right you think so is that you think that's what's being implied by that scene with the because he buys the stuff and then like we right. show pandas the panda just Suit, yeah like yeah. limp in the corner right uh. that does feel like they would so what they're implying i feel like they're never going to explicitly tell us that no though. of course i almost yeah. want that to be a red herring and that's yeah. just a dude yeah. who's really into ronco right i mean i would be okay with that too right like, like it's just like no it was just a random dude voiced by what is it junichi salave or something yeah 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 you know just he's really into uh you know this 36 year old maid so am i, I mean, so. But, um, same same bro same but yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> uh speaking of speaking speaking of shout outs to the lot the head lion maid uh, yes. who does yeah, that, the Moe Moe Gao. Right? <laughs> what? What? What, what, what was that, Peter? Um, the, she was voiced by uh, uh, Hikasa Yoko, wasn't it? Yeah, she is voiced by one Anna Fugo. Oh, yes. man. Anna Fugo is out <laughs> in full form. I love how we, I love how we, st- we stand Yoko Hikasa for Anna Fugo, which is like probably her least well-known <laughs> <Yeah>. role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, just like that whole sequence where they're like climbing the thing and like fighting was yeah. weirdly well animated. <laughs> like, yeah, like again, like the show yeah. can, like the show like I mean I've I've seen people like joke, man, Akuma Made War has better fights than Chainsaw Man. And there's a part of me that's like might not be wrong occasionally. <laughs> yeah. I mean uh, I mean PA Works is one of the better studios out there for but uh I will say yes, not- to bring up PA Works, man, I'm just glad that PA Works is doing a good comedy this time. <laughs> You know, compared to a Pare Ranman, like Oof. yeah, oh, right. and I'm oh, glad right. I'm glad they have not backed off of like they haven't like pulled their punches on this one. Like, yes, I feel like this could have easily, and we probably even said this when it first came out. Like, this could have easily turned into a PA Works working women show, right. but I right. mean, they 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 have, have not noticed. Go ahead, G. I was gonna say they people have already noticed like this show has at least one murder per week. At least, like, yeah. At least yeah. one person has died in every episode of Akuma Made War. I'm actually trying uh, to think if it's if there have been any where only one person died. But this week, technically, I think only okay. uh, only Dude. the otaku guy gets fucking gunned down. <laughs> the the episode real good. Also, that's escalation because he's been like yeah. the liaison, right? It's like, oh, right. they don't right. him off. That, that's telling you that uh, headmate's not fucking around anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one one more thing I'll shout out is the extremely good visual gags with the manager when she's fishing, when she God. goes off to the <laughs> and the fish just starts talking to her, and then like, yeah, yeah. you've always been a fuck up. <laughs> yeah, uh, Peter. Right. I, I got. I I have to give Peter, one have... shout out because. I, I don't even know if it's that good of a joke, but it just fucking killed me because of, like, just the weird diegetic in-universe logic of Akiba Made War, where Nagubi's about to climb the statue. And the one bear-themed maid is like, if you come down, I'll give you a you fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's like... 
even here in this moment, you still got to be in character. Gotta keep, yeah, never break character. Peter, Peter, were you going to say something? Yeah, um, I, I just wanted to mention a a goof that happened. I think in like an early episode, because um, uh, the the uh, the panda mascot is named Okachimachi. And there is a, uh, a throwaway line that the manager says, like, uh, when the panda does something good, I think brings home, like, the money from somewhere, and um, she's like, oh, eventually you'll you'll even become uh, Ueno, and it's just, and I'm just like, as a, as a big old trainer, like, is, like, ranking of um, a panda based on the Yamanote line, and I'm like, okay. Uh, it's a Yamanote line, the highly noted tr- train station line, right? Right. Isn't that the yeah. series of train stations like readout in Metal Gear Solid 2? I, I would believe it. What's yeah. that, sorry? There's that bit in Metal Gear Solid 2 where they read out like, all the train stations. Isn't that also the Yamanose line? In Metal Gear, uh, you said? Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2? Well, oh, right. I, yeah, I've not played Metal Gear. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. I can believe it, though. Um, yes. But yeah, like, there's Akihabara, then Okachimachi, then Ueno, so it's like... So this is highly, reg- highly specific regional reference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, that show Nobody else will be... care about that, it's fine. Yeah. I just like that. <laughs> no, but... No, but, but, but so, somebody somebody will care, Peter, and now they know that they've been seen, so yeah. it's... Uh... <laughs> and, you know, when Panda takes off their mask at the end, I'm sure... We'll go. We'll look back mm-hmm. and be like, ah, it was, it was, it was foreshadowed all along. All along, yeah, yeah. I I kind of hope they just never. I mean, tell yes, us. yes. But yeah, we'll see. The secret of Panda must be kept hidden. Yeah. All right. Well, let's end this by talking about oh Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury, which we actually have three episodes to talk about because we did oh not oh cover uh, any Wait, episodes last three? time. Yeah, last time we 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 recorded early, so we didn't get to right. the 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 Shall We Gundam episode. Oh my god, we didn't even do Shall We. Oh my god, yeah, so, wow. All right. So apparently, uh, in space capitalism, the school dance just turns into Shark Tank, right? And that's, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's uh, complete with like insane reality TV show or or game show style stage uh, uh, gimmicks. Yeah, and uh, you know, Mirin, uh Saved her money by growing tomatoes at home, and now she's a company owner at sixteen, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing to do with her dad. And uh... no, yes, yes. It, you write write the article about how Mio Rene founded her 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 startup uh, company, and ignore the convenient sentence at the end of the third paragraph that says, "After receiving a seed investment from her father, the head of the Benaret Group." Yup. Yeah. But, Literally. No, yes. I, I mean, yeah. Yes, but I, I I do I yes man I forgot we didn't even talk about Shall We Gundam but um I I legitimately love that episode because that it is Gundam at its most melodramatic right like mm-hmm. it's oh yeah when, oh god when they're when they're like when they bring Saleta on stage and they start interrogating her and like the platforms start moving up for no reason <laughs> rising like, out of the sky right. and, just to make it and, more dramatic and, and real Elan is like playing up his surprise at the Gundam like he's like my god it's a Gundam. Who could have uh, seen just, this coming? Uh, fucking Lady Prospera really pulling the um, 
the uh, the the mother-in-law gambit on Meorine. Like, yes, yeah. Just uh, God, I I playing some real weird. mind games here. Yeah, what a what a great like villain character, I guess. Shady I, character, I don't know. I, I think yes. I, I, at bare minimum, Lady Prospera is shady. <laughs> Yeah, um, especially considering recent reveals, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, really, really fun, very over the top episode that kind of culminates in yes, Miorin uh, founds her own company that uh, will be dedicated to the uh, selling and marketing of gun tech as a safe uh, alternative to what the Benaret Group has been doing. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then. From there, we're kind of setting up the the rocky beginnings of the company as uh... right. Yes, uh, yeah. A- episode, um, what is it? Eight, I believe. Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Has, they have to, has... they have to. Uh, they've started a new company, and everyone Earth House has been roped in to this right, yes. scheme, and and it feels it feels like a very good understanding of like how a startup actually starts up, because <laughs> we've got all this seed funding, now we need to actually figure out what we're selling. Right, exactly. <laughs> yep. And, uh... uh like, bro asshole. And I, I do like it, right? Because it, it actually does a really good job of sort of, like, for as much as people complain about, oh, it's Gundam, but it's in school, and it's all these kids, and it's not real Gundam, we have an extended bit in this episode of these children having a very real conversation of what is a Gundam. A Gundam is a war machine. It is inherently a tool designed to kill people. Right. And like, right. And some of these kids if we are sell that, refugees. And yeah, yes, and they don't want to be part of that, right? And right, they the... don't want to be arms dealers, but also, this is the technology that they have built their company or you know their new company around so how do we market it how do we actually sell this in a way that doesn't just contribute to the military industrial complex that has already dominated you know the setting of g-witch right and it's like you have characters who are like we can't do that and you have other characters who are like i don't give a shit and then you have right. choo-choo's like, what if we only sell our guns to Earthians? <laughs> <laughs> what if we become arms dealers, but we become ethno centralist arms dealers? I love choo-choo. Um, <laughs> Christ. No, it's 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 inter- it's very interesting because I'm I'm gonna be curious because ultimately the decision they arrive is that they don't want to they're gonna return to its supposed original purpose, which is for medical purposes, right? Right. Yeah. And I'm going to be curious to see if that ends up being depicted as like the hopeful correct decision or childish uh, naiveness or naive, mm. like, is that like, what is What are they going to be saying with that per se? But um, right. You know, their decision of course is challenged where would, you know, series of events that leads to them of course having to have another duel because we haven't had one in a while all right but we got it and look believe okay. me i want to talk about the duel i have a i, I really like episode <laughs> nine i have a lot of things to say about the duel okay we need to talk about the most important we need to talk oh yes oh yes oh god eight. yes the most important the part yes so as as they're right they're they're trying to build up their startup or whatever uh, like commercial for the Meereen tells them to make a make a commercial right and they basically make this horrible low budget like it's a student film student film because none of them know how to do this 
It is. It's great. It's hilarious. It is. Like, I I saw people online saying, wow, that segment of Gundam looked really bad. What's going on at the studio? And it's like... No, that was the point. I I weep for the people who cannot figure out that this was maybe the best intentionally bad made thing since pop they thought Epic. out every like, they thought out every detail on this you've right, got, like the, got the green yeah so yeah the long, long and short of it is yes they they make a commercial to advertise their new corporation and it involves uh suleta and the ariel dancing in a field mm-hmm. but it's all like horribly green screened the editing is off right like yeah. <laughs> it cuts yeah. to the wrong place so you've um, got like the you've got like the bad um the bad masking where you see the little bits <laughs> the green of the green yeah. screen poking through. Yes. The, the, like, the greatest we gotta talk about the goat G, right? Like the the greatest yeah, the part goat. is so the, I don't even know how to explain this in audio, but like you've got the gut kind of the Gundam image and Soleta's image kind of masked on top of each other. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and in the in the Gundam shot, there's a there's a tiny little goat you see walking across the bottom of the in, screen. Because it was in the background when like Suleta they filled. It yeah. And and I'm I'm just thinking, oh God, is the goat gonna disappear through the, the, the mask? Yeah. Off yeah. the off yeah. the screen. It's gonna do it, and then he does it, and I just lost it. Totally it totally does. <laughs> you know, if we want to talk about, you know, Peter bring up jokes that nobody's gonna care about, I feel like that was like a very specific like yeah. thing that okay. only a couple okay. that, Yeah, there was another thing that G that you you said that was something I would have never noticed. Yeah, the arm, right? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, so the for arm, me, the yep. thing that absolutely yep. killed me, right? Is that they're doing this thing where they're dancing and Saleta's uh-huh. like, it can fly, it can dance, it's Gundam. And and meanwhile, the aerial is doing uh, these poses in the yeah. back, and it does a like a uh, fusion dance, like uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh like bet, you know, uh, um, like it's, yeah, 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 like it's it's bending over to the side. Except <laughs> the Gundam isn't actually capable of that articulation, <laughs> so they have to edit the arm and like blow it up to two hundred percent scale and stretch it over to meet Suleta's outstretched hand. Yeah, Perfect. excellent. It's so good. It's just... I that episode oh, is such. Oh, go go ahead, G. There's also the bit at the end, right, where they're doing the voiceover for like Gundarm Tech, and you can hear the goat bleeding in the background. Yes, of <laughs> the... the audio. Oh my goodness, it's... that's so. So what is personally deranged expression? Right, her expression because clearly they have done this shot like a hundred times in a single day. Yeah, yeah, she and she's so good. tired. Uh... Um. Perfect. I think it's just a great example of how this show balances being like a serious show talking about capitalism and transhumanism and then also memes. Yeah. <laughs> like they it's it's such a good balance of just like that and then just like silly things like this happening. And then they just they know exactly what they're doing. They know this was going to blow up on the internet, right? right. Like Oh, totally. Yeah. Like it, Yeah. <laughs> Posing your like this, what this like photos of like storefronts in real life, posing them to match yes. it and stuff, right? <laughs> like, is this the Gundam we need in twenty twenty two? I mean, like... in a lot of ways, I think this is actually like this is the thing that, <sighs> in the best case scenarios, this is what Gundam is good at is reinventing mm. itself for the new like time period it airs in, right? Like, right. Because at the yeah, end, like at, that at that joke core, wouldn't mean anything twenty years ago, right? No, like you yeah. can only make something look intentionally bad like this in twenty twenty two. 
Um, because because the thing I was getting at is that as far back as the original Mobile Suit Gundam, one of the core things about Gundam is that it is stories about children in wartime. And mm-hmm. so the characters often behave like young people. And I love this commercial because this commercial was clearly made by children. Yes. <laughs> right. It's, like, it's how... Right. And uh, it, it just shows, like, how, like, well they get that, like, you know, that that the themes of Gundam while still reinventing itself, you know, every time. And again, let me be clear. Oftentimes, it, re- it, re- it reinvents itself, itself in really bad ways, uh-huh. but occasionally... Uh, you get really neat stuff like this that could never have existed 10, right. 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, no, no, the Shadik changed the rules, so their startup can't happen. Right. Uh, and so go go into the next episode where, you know, they say, hey, Shadik, well, you changed the rules, you asshole. Let's duel to make you change the rules back, basically. Yes. We, uh, we still need some wow cool robot in this gun. Yeah. But we gotta and we gotta mix it up and do a uh, instead 6v6 of six team battle, we gotta, team yeah, sixty six Gundam Evolution battle, right? Like yeah, uh, uh-huh. deathmatch, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's very good, right? Because on one hand, it's it's mixing it up, but also it is an interesting like departure from how Guel and Elan act, right? If we were thinking about these three as the main like rivals mm-hmm. to be defeated by Suleta, right? Like Gu- Guel was all about his pride as a singular warrior. You know, uh, Elan specifically scheduled their fight in a battlefield that was advantageous to his mech. And Shadik doesn't have a shred of pride. Yeah, right. I will bring in my all-star squad of lady pilots. Of lady uh... pilots, knowing, (laughs) knowing that Earth House doesn't have any pilots, right? Yeah, Like, they got Seleta, they got Choo Choo. That's about and it. That's about it, yep. You know, like, we're just gonna rope in some Venezuelans we found. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Man. I really like this fight. This yeah. is one of the slickest fights I, I, I think Gundam has pulled off in a while. Not only because it's kinetic and exciting, but also because it's a little unconventional, right? Like... The way the way they string you along to the twist at the end, where you kind of realize what's happening right at the last second, yes. is perfect. Chef's kiss. It's really well done. I love it. Um, yeah. I I I love because the thing a thing that's often come up right is like because G Witch doesn't have as many fights as a lot of Gundams. Um, right. uh, the so, fights that G Witch does have tend to be focused on Soleta, yeah. right? Soleta has to be there, and Soleta has to win. Right, and so some have argued that it's getting a little predictable, to which I respond, yes. I, I, w- I would certainly grant that, yes, Suleta was becoming dangerously uh, 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 overpowered in this setting, <laughs> so to speak. And so I like this 6v6 because it specifically puts her at enough of a disadvantage that, like, the aerial gets pretty fucked up in this fight, you know? <laughs> like, it, right, it yeah. takes a beating. And it kind of shows that, like, Suleta is good, and once she kind of, like turns off the targeting computer so to speak you know midway through the fight like she does fight damn good she she fucking obliterates like three of of the girl pilots but she's she's just a good human at that point and not like a but she can't she can't win a 1v6 right right Mm -hmm. and the thing i really love about it is that like 
it kind of shows that like the Earth House kids, like for being the like you know shit heap poor like underdogs that they are, you know them you know probably with um there, there's a lot of I th- there it, there's a there's an implication that this was all Mirena's plan because if you go back to the tomato scene, um. The right. way she piles the tomatoes specifically hints that this was her plan, or this was her backup plan all along. Right. Was to uh to, to lure Shadik in a situation where he wouldn't see the snipe coming. Right. But uh it, it kind of understands that like these kids show or it shows that these kids understand they're not fighting in a war. This isn't a real battle. This is a duel, which means it has a win condition. So right. it doesn't really matter if five of us are taken out of the fight if we still get the ball through the goal, which is exactly right. what they do. Yeah. Games gate is down. This is a war game. Um, this is not war. Yeah. yeah when, uh, when, cause like when, when Suleta was like taking off the targeting computer, so to speak, and she, it seems like she's talking to Ariel, but there's not like a response or something. Was she actually talking to like choo choo and everybody or was that, no, I, no, I do, I do think she's talking to open, It was over open mic, though. I, th- she, I think yes, she was saying there, because we get the shot of Miorini being like, what is she doing? Yes, okay. there, there's that, like, look of confusion from Miorini, so I do think... But but I think I think the conversation is more meant to imply that, like, Ariel is implied to be offering to help Suleta, and right. Suleta's like, no, like, okay, like we'll yeah. do this together, but I'm going to take the lead this I mean, time. Right? I, think I, I think I sort of called this, like, a while ago that they would use the anti gun stuff that turned off all the bits and it does turn them all off, but then like they start back up, right? Like it it still works even after that. And everyone goes, what? And lady Prospera sheds a single tear. tear, As she sees that that it does work as she intended. Um, Right. Because I think the implication of that actually is like, Maybe the it anti-gun works, tech yeah. does disable gun tech, mm-hmm. but by imbuing Ariel with some implied sense of sapience, yeah, you mm-hmm. can't. Turn it, it can off. merely just choose to turn them back on, right? Right. Like, right. and so in a lot of ways, right, that single tear from Prospera is probably meant to imply ah, the culmination of all her planning, yes. all the development, all the implied sacrifices that have gone into creating Ariel mm-hmm. are bearing fruit in this fight. Yeah, yeah. Soleta gets her character moment too, where you know, yeah, she turns off the targeting computer because she like freaks out for a second. She's like, I can't do this without without all of you, right? Yeah, and then she's like, Oh well, no, let me give it, let me give it the old college try. Like, I need to stand on my own two kill, feet. Yeah, proceeds yeah. to kill three people with one arm. Right. <laughs> um, and I I, re- I really love the choreography here because yeah, if you notice in 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 pre in previous fights with Suleta, the, the bits good. would always the the bits would always just blow apart whatever they were fighting, right? Right, but here in this fight, once Suleta takes over, she's she got the beam saber first. out. Yeah, <laughs> she right. shoots first, and then the bits finish them off. Yeah, and it's really gnarly, right? Like there's just all those shots where she she like shoots, and then the bits uh, follow yeah. up to just dismember this gut this this mobile suit. <laughs> it's very good. Um, yeah. shout out to uh, shout out to Choo Choo. I was like when she when oh, she yeah. goes down, and I'm like, I was oh, man. so sad. I was like, man, they really did our girl like that, huh? And then, and then the final, you know, <laughs> setup where she gets her moment is so good. Oh, was... it was so good. I love that, right? Just like the twist of like actually, because if you go back and rewatch the fight, you're not out until Sh- I break your V fin. Shadik's team kind of fucks around a little too much. 
Like they, they know, decapitate. They know they're gonna win. Yeah. Like they they cut off Choo Choo's legs. They cut off one of her arms, but they leave her head intact. Right. And they do that a lot to the other suits they're fighting, where they just dismember them or like shoot them in the head, but leave the antenna intact. And it's like, ah, you got arrogant. You got you 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 fell asleep at the uh-huh. wheel. Yeah. Like. <laughs> you, you, and you left the like. And I love that because, like, this, these are the types of things only mecha anime can do, right? Like, a mecha anime can have a character lose three out of their four limbs and say, I'm not out of the fight yet. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hear the bell ring. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, good. It's great. Yeah, so, yeah, really, <laughs> well, really cool fight. I... You know, I, I I even like the little bits of pieces of like character building they did with Shadik and Miorin, right? Which kind of imply that like of all three of the potential suitors, mm-hmm. Shadik yeah. may have been the one who actually had some like genuine affection for Miorin, but right, like too little, too late, as she says. <laughs> exactly, too little, too late. <laughs> well, yep. Suleta and Miorin have to cut all heterosexual ties and uh, so <laughs> move on. As bride and groom, uh, but Christ. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's just good stuff. All three yeah, episodes, totally. I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I again, I'm I'm gonna I do feel like in at least for now, embracing space capitalism <laughs> in some capacity. I'm like a little curious where they're gonna go with the bigger picture right. now at this point. Um, because mm-hmm. I do feel like they're not going to really have a medical company, right? Like this is going to have to turn into some kind of war, right? Like, I mean, Gundam is a war story. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so like, where are we going with that? So that'll be interesting. But you know, the foundations here for, I guess we're really more coming up on what's going to be the, the second half. Right. So like, yeah, we're kind of setting that up, but I'm really enjoying it. So yeah. One last shout out, uh, to, uh, to the leak from the earth house. Uh, Uh, And that utterly deranged just clash she has with uh, Renee, I think. Uh, the, right. the, how dare the you? Twin, oh, like, stealing my 12th backup boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh man, what? this is so she's like, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even accept his invitation to lunch. Yeah, just right. Like, and she's like, how dare you embarrass him like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part of me Give was that girl a Gundam. Yeah, part, oh, part yeah. of me. Part of me was kind of hoping she would get to kick a little ass. I don't know why, but yeah, it, no, just, absolutely. it just would have been it just would have been funny. But yes. uh, yeah, um, good times. All right. Ugh. Well, I think that's going to do it for this one then. <laughs> and uh, we'll get to our housekeeping. So you can uh, check us out at theglorioblog.com with year end posts coming soon, right? Right, guys. Uh, uh, oh boy, <laughs> we're Don't we're still on Twitter at the Gloria at the Gloria blog mm-hmm. or at is it at the I, I for some I, yes at the Gloria blog not Gloria blog yep and uh, <laughs> co-host at Glorio and uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Google Play Spotify Amazon Music Podbean Stitcher and of course YouTube where you can like comment subscribe. Uh, ring that notification bell all that good stuff tell your friends tell your enemies we'll catch everybody next time <laughs>